Adam Cravens, and Jane Ellen watch more movies each month than most people do in a year. Parental Guidance suggested reviews new movies in theaters with no spoilers promise. These film nerds know their stuff. Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. So, I've been looking forward to this movie for so many reasons. One, it's a movie that's new. That's which I mean is a is a thing that people like. And it had a scars guard in it. And which which is a delightful name that I would assume if you were a pirate would be something you scars guard. I mean that's that's just it it's pirate fodder right there. It is. I wonder if his people were pirates. If if not, I'm just telling you like scars guard. Like ju- it seems tailor made for that dialect. And so in theaters and on HBO Max, and I'm just not even going to look it up, but I'm going to say the number one movie of Easter weekend. I'm just going to say that. I absolutely cannot see any other. There there is no combination of events that would make me believe this will not be the number one film coming out of the weekend. Yeah. Anywho, that would be Godzilla versus or is it King Kong? Godzilla versus Kong. That's right. Godzilla versus Kong. So as when we last met Kong, because I recently rewatched Skull Island, we we had Loki not taking his shirt off and Which I believe is a part of the official Netflix It was a huge um, disappointment. Summary. And it. we had um, Tom Hiddleston in one of his few shirtless roles. Sure, Ted. Sure, Ted. And we had Agent Fury uh, blowing up stuff real good. And Kong, who we all liked because we could. And then you had Godzilla, which I believe was said many times during the film. I want to know what the phonetic spelling of it is the way that you just did it. But like, would it also have to be in all capital letters? And there's, I swear, there's I, an emoji of somebody uh, like looking like they're choking after after the the phonetic. I love spelling. saying that. So we have eleven, and um, you know the guy from Friday Night Lights, who's her dad, and they're friends with Godzilla for some reason. Don't really know why. I don't remember that part. I just know that she's kind of friends with him. But you see, it says that it's Godzilla versus Kong. Now. At the start of the movie, only three of my family watched it. The youngest was not, for some reason. I guess because Hiddleston wasn't in it, so therefore, she wasn't interested. Or did she start assuming that, and until she did the math and like, wait, this is present day. He would be how old for this movie? So, in Godzilla vs. Kong, five minutes into it, and I think Anna Grace says, well, we know neither one of them kills the other because franchise money. I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it was Warner Brothers, who apparently is hell-bent on versusing every single thing that they own. Mm-hmm. In Batman versus Superman, you even knew that conclusively, like, even if one of them did pass at the end of the film, there's no way they stay dead any longer right. than a couple of films. Because, my goodness, if you've got something like Kong or Godzilla or Batman or Superman, um, those things are merchandisable. Mm-hmm. Um, t-shirts, toys, what have you. Yeah. And uh, as George Lucas famously said, and as the reason why Han Solo did not die in Return of the Jedi, 
Nobody wants to buy dead Han Solo toys. No, they don't. And if there's anybody that knows about toys, it's you. George Lucas. Oh, and you. Anyway, um, so first I do want to say I got a kick out of watching this movie, but I didn't get a kick out of watching it because it was some great piece of movie. I got a kick out of it because it was so incredibly predictable. It The, the word Sharknado was brought up, but not by me. It is legitimately a well-funded B. Yes. It's a B movie. I said, this is a really good B movie. And my husband said, it's a B movie. <laughs> well, I mean, the difference between, you know, Sharknado, it, like, I'm sure this cost $200 million plus dollars. Sharknado, you know, was a couple of coupons to, mm -hmm. you know, Burger King and maybe a 20 Right, and they're all doing it for IMDb listings. Yeah. So I found this fun just because, and it is every every trope you can think of got troped for us, all of them, starting with, in my eyes, a reenactment from Frankenstein, where you have the 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 monster and the little girl by the water. And she's got something in her hands. Only the monster is Kong. <laughs> the monster is Kong, and he doesn't toss her in the lake. Um, so you have this beautiful little girl who, I, of course, is deaf because I guess the noise of Kong is disturbed. Well, she could just be deaf. I, that, that's irrelevant. I assumed they made the character deaf because the monster's loud. Or, or because they looked up cliches. And cliches. They're like, oh, wait, we haven't checked that one off yet. We've got to get a bingo on this. And why wouldn't we? Because we can sign to the little girl. And what? By the way, they're going to be spoilers. But if you watch five minutes of the movie, you know the whole movie. What? Kong knows American Sign Language? <gasps> Apparently they what? mixed it up and thought he was actually Mighty Joe Young for half of the script. And uh, they were too far in uh, to way, rewrite By the way, were Kong anything. or Godzilla Andy Serkis? No? I don't believe so. I, I, think, I, I think you have to be Peter Jackson or you have to be of the upper, upper echelon mm -hmm. to get him to be part of it. And this was this is not his type of motion. He only does it for, for Academy... Uh, worthy films now. And seeing as Alexander Skarsgård has played Tarzan very well, I might add, I would thought he could also I think, communicate. I think you you and I are thinking of two very different things. Have <laughs> oh, yes, he played him well, or he wore a loincloth <laughs> well? Yes. You see, you think there can be only one? Oh, no. There can be two Tarzans I approve of. You are listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with, oh, I'm sorry, Jane versus Adam. That's, that would, <laughs> that would just be a terrible versus movie. <laughs> like, after, after a very short period of time, we'd just both be like, well, I'm winded. Do you just want to sit, yeah, let's, let's talk, can we talk this out? Why are we fighting? I like, don't know. Do you want I was wondering why you threw a haymaker at me when I walked in the door. Do we have any chicken wings? Mm -hmm. We can work this out. That's, now, see, there, there's something we can agree <laughs> on. So, Godzilla versus Kong was so delightful for me in so many ways. Now, um, I'm going to look up this kid's name because I know I don't know it. The, the sign language kid? No, 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 no. Um, the guy, the Australian guy. There's an Australian guy who's the friends one, with Eleven. The one that was in Deadpool 2. Oh, he was in Deadpool 2? Yeah. He's okay, the... well, I know him from this movie with, I think it's De Niro, and he's younger and a little rounder, and he had been a foster kid, 
and um, I think it's De Niro. If not, it's someone of his ilk. And it, it it's came... someone who has played the Godfather. <laughs> yes, well, because well, that's you. a short list right there. I can tell you who it is. Wow, hold on. Okay, now tell me I'm not wrong. Just look. Does he not remind you of Rebel Wilson? Seriously, yeah, he does. If and I don't mean that in any offensive way to either one of them. If I'm she just... ne- if she needed a he snunt double, yes, then and they have the same type of Australian accent. I know there are different kinds of Australian accents, but I would say when you break it down, it's like someone that like knows an Irish accent can be like, which part of Dublin are you you from? Oh, that's it. But like. My untrained ear, when I hear Australian, uh, it's all the same to me. Oh, hunt for the wilder... Oh, Sam Neill, sorry. Hunt for the wilder person. And it's actually a very good movie. I saw it probably sometime last year. Wilder... Wilder person. Wilder? I don't know. It's some movie with Sam Neill, who, by the way, I still maintain is a head-tilting actor. I don't have a problem with that. But once you notice that he's always tilting his head, you can't not see it. So anyway, now, I'm not. I'm not going to be able to not see it. No, you're not. It's because I there's there's plenty of of things that once people tell them, it's like the uh, Christian Bale. He's got that mole right next to his eye. Mm-hmm. After somebody pointed it out to me, like I can't watch Batman Begins when he's Bruce Wayne without just being just staring at the mole, going, you know, I used to really really like this movie. Thank you for making me concentrate on the mole while the billionaire ninja is beating mm-hmm. people to death with his bare hands. So, uh, you've got Eleven, I forget her name in this, and but she's using an American accent, which made me wonder why, but whatever. And then you've got this Australian actor who was a nice addition who got to make the snarky remarks. And then we have the conspiracy guy who is right about everything. and Has his own podcast. And has it, so I liked that. And we realize, as we're more than halfway through the film, that... This cast never met that cast at all. I think Kyle... No, because Kyle Chandler no. was only right. in the Go- the other Godzilla movie. And he was in this for like, maybe he did two weeks of work? Maybe. If, I mean, honest to goodness, if they if they scheduled it correctly, he was, he was one and done in like a couple of days. And I did hear a line of dialogue from John Goodman, and I thought, my first thought was, how much did he get for that? Or it was le- kind of similar. Or was it to, left over? That's what, like what they did with uh, like Superman mm-hmm. Two. Like whenever they did the Donner cut, they were just like, well, he recorded this for the first one, and we didn't use it in the movie, so it's like new footage. So the new things we find out is that the world knows there are titans, and we need to remember them, <laughs> and and not the ones that play in Nashville either. We need to remember those Titans. And that there have been these 10-year-long studies on Godzilla and Kong. And then there's the crazy gajillionaire with the crazy daughter. And he's made an artificial intelligence Kong. So basically a Terminator. And... I don't don't know why you would make a seven-story tall Terminator. Because you could. Like, as soon as I saw the red eye pop up on mm-hmm. that thing, I was like, there's no way this doesn't go rogue or yeah. try to hurt something. Like, this is just, this is a bad idea. You've you've essentially made a sentient be- building, mm-hmm. and it's going to get angry at something or someone exactly. or some landmark, and it's going to try to hit it. 
So I'll say 20 minutes into the movie, we realize there's the uh, Terminator Godzilla. And that's when I said, oh, these two live ones are going to have to take down the Terminator one. And it'll still be Kong versus Godzilla, just the Terminator one. Oh, that's exactly what happened. (laughs) And I... I'm thinking this virtually the entire time that I'm watching it, and I understand that using words like grounded and realistic when when applicable to a situation like that or like like this, um, Peter Jackson's King Kong, I I genuinely enjoyed that movie, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, I I'm I, I know that I'm using those words, but I can't find ones that are more appropriate. If there were to be a Skull Island. If there were to be a giant uh, King Kong, like that really feels genuine to me. It feels like that could happen if all... In the same way that when I watched the first Ninja Turtles movie, I'm sitting there going, okay, if you did get a canister of ooze go down a sewer and it mutated a bunch of turtles. This feels like what would happen if all of those things Hmm. were possible and real. But at no point during this movie did I ever feel any kind of verisimilitude when when Kong is down in... Okay, my biggest problem with this movie, the hollow earth. And I'm thinking it, as my spouse said, so... Kong's ancestors built all this stuff, I guess? They built the columns that's, and the temples, I guess? That's kind of what I'm... Like, and he has a... He has, he has a, a Stormbreaker. He has a Tesseract that's, that's, that's clearly a Norse tool. And, and it, it really just felt like technology or things existed because they needed to get to the next scene. And then, when Godzilla is in Hong Kong, it was almost like, in my mind, Godzilla was posing for pictures like, I'm going to stomp on this. I'm going to do this. And it was just funny to me. Just the... There, there didn't seem to be any like rules or boundaries. It was whatever needed to exist because of mm-hmm. this could exist. Oh, uh, when I'm again, verisimilar. Back to the future. Time travel doesn't exist. That um, we know of. It'd be fantastic. But if time travel was going to exist, it was presented in a plausible enough way yeah. that I there were and, rules. And apparently, Paul Rudd also think that those are the. The rules for time travel. I believe pretty much anything Paul Rudd has to say. But this film didn't, it was just like they've got a, that hovering thing that can yes. shoot. And I'm just like, okay, this is set in present day. You guys just kind of pulled that out of your tail because you needed yeah. the human characters to get into the And we're not even going to address the hollow that. earth. Oh, we've never been to hollow earth before, but sure, we can breathe. It just... It, no, nothing really seemed thought thought through except they were like, well, we've got to get them to here so this can happen. And I did enjoy the, the Mighty Mighty Dragon, and I thought it was hilarious to see Kong rip it apart and then to rip its head off and drink its guts. And I want, and I did say, um, gorillas are not carnivores. Well, this one, this one was hungry. <laughs> Or maybe this was a vegan dinosaur, I guess. or dragon bird, or whatever something, it was. Something, something. I don't know what it was. And so, yes, there were uh, problems of the realistic aspect of Godzilla I'll, versus Kong. Honest to goodness, if you are going to deal with 
giant um, supernatural or otherworldly creatures fighting mechanized man-made things being controlled by human brains or Mm -hmm. through AI. Honest to goodness, Pacific Rim is a far superior film. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, realistic's not the right word, but there are rules that exist within the the world of Pacific Rim. But having said that, I did not not enjoy watching this movie. I mean, at the end of the day, your promise of like, Big Monkey, Big Lizard, Stomp on City. It, it, it follows through with that. Yes. And I know that there are people that are diehard Godzilla and King Kong Ooh. fans. And I am, I, I appreciate. See, nobody yells, King Kong! They don't. Well, but I, they yell, Ooh. I I think because, um, I don't really have a good explanation for that. Uh, but th- there are people that, in the same way that like I saw, I've seen virtually every Marvel film that has ever been in in theaters. I, I saw Steel in theaters, and that movie's terrible. There are people that are just diehards for Godzilla, and keep, they love monster movies. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out there and start, you know, saying things negative about their product just because, like, I'm not, you know, bathed in this world in the same way that, like, I just, I love superhero movies, and mm-hmm. I love watching Star Trek movies. I don't care if they're good or bad. I will watch them beginning to end because that's that's what I've done my entire life. I need Godzilla movies or King Kong movies to be good movies for me to enjoy them. Godzilla 1998 was not a good movie. I can watch it because it's so terrible, it's amusing in some places. It is amusing. Hank Azaria. Um, The 2005 King Kong, I can watch... Because it is a genuinely well-crafted film. This film is fun in as much as... It's outlandishly fun. It, it, it is. It's very over... It, it's basically hyperbole the movie. It's like a drag queen. I mean, you could, you could distill this thing down. Like, take all the crap out about the humans need to do this and blah, blah, blah. And just make it a sizzle reel. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's really two spots that they really start, like throwing haymakers Mm -hmm. at each other. If you could distill this down to that and just have a, I don't know, a 10, 15 minute YouTube video of, of that it's, that's the best part of the movie. And it's really what like Warner brothers put money into Mm -hmm. this. It's not like they tried to do just a cheap cash grab. It, it is fun watching the two of them fight, but I did not care about the narrative that was built for them to justify why these two people are fighting. Well, their ancestors fought. Now, there was much going on in my living room because we watched this from HBO Max. And I was thrilled because I said, boy, I enjoyed that. I'm so glad we didn't spend like 80 bucks going to the theater to see that. But it was, so who are we supposed to root for? And I said, well, clearly Kong because Skull Island was the better movie. I said, but. Godzilla 2014 wasn't bad or... The one from the other. Or, or King, King of Monsters. King of Monsters wasn't no, terrible wasn't either. Bad. Um, but I would say Godzilla, King of Monsters, and Skull Island. Well, Skull Island was better because, you know. But I, w- I would say that they're relatively equal in what they did for those characters. I would I would agree with and that. So, and they served those characters well. This, to talk about the 
the reality of where those characters are. I don't think it really served them. But it certainly served the fact that the roars are great. It's fun to watch them stomp on I, stuff. I did think it was funny when they had their roar off. Like yes. when Godzilla is literally just screaming in Kong's face. So Kong's like, oh, we're doing that's that. what we're doing. And I enjoyed all of the drool. Because as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, huh, I wonder who decided who would have more drool and if there'd be spittle, because there was a lot. And Anna Grace is going, oh, look, Kong just killed, I don't know, 100 people by jumping on that boat. And And much in the same way that somebody has to be the supervisor in charge of whatever, like, okay, in Superman Returns. Whenever they had CGI Superman picking up things or doing it, somebody's job was to make sure that Superman's butt looked correctly. Mm -hmm. Somebody went to work every day for like a year, year and a half, and their job was to make sure on their computer that Superman's butt looked properly proportioned. There was somebody's job. It was Kong drool. Yeah. They're like, all right, well, um, I took a look at that uh, one we finally rendered, and the drool just... uh, That was someone's job. Someone was paid... probably more money than I make in a year to make sure that Kong's drool in all of the scenes that it appears looked appropriate. See all the mistakes you've made with your career? I could have been a Kong drool supervisor or or a Superman's butt supervisor. You still can. We also enjoyed saying, uh, giving the director's direction to the actors. Okay, look. Look, you're seeing it big. It's rising out of the ocean. Look. Look to your left. Look. Oh, he is screaming. My goodness, he is screaming. He is screaming like he is oh. angry because someone owes him money. Yeah. And uh, again, Eleven, uh, Australian guy and Theory guy, they can outrun a skull crusher. As we have previously established. I got a problem with that. As we have previously established <laughs> on this very podcast. <laughs> they were not concerned with making sure that elements of this were realistic mm-hmm. or believable i i think at the point that like they were just inventing technology somebody may have even brought it up and they just go yeah, yeah who cares you know what there's a big monkey and there's a big lizard and they're about to fight it out and he's got a glowing axe okay do, do you think people are really gonna walk out because running so it's it's gotten it's it's gotten fairly good reviews. I think it opened to twenty some million the, a week prior to here in China. So it's supposed to be the movie that brings people back to the theaters, or at least the movie people watch. I think that's that's probably. Fair. I mean, this is going to be the largest thing you're going to get for at least a month or so. When is uh, Black Widow coming out? It's, isn't it July now? I don't know. It's, I don't it's May know or July. Anymore. It keeps getting, well, and that's saying that it even comes out then either. Then why can't we see our Ghostbuster movie, Adam? Because, Jane, it has been moved to the year 4031, <laughs> and our ghosts will have had to return to wherever ghosts go because we've walked the earth so long. We're not even going to get to see it as ghosts. It really ticks me off. We're going know? to have to wait till Dan Aykroyd's ghost comes back to... I don't know, purgatory, and we're like, so what happened in it? Oh, that reminds me. So my youngest child is a freshman in high school, and she is in an accelerated science class. It's very important that you know it is an honors accelerated science class. That's key. Last week. So what are you doing in science? We watched Ghostbusters. And a part of me is going, yes, it's real. And I actually said to her, I said, hey, Jenna, M-class planets are real, too. Do I have to go the next day? Yeah. We're watching the girl Ghostbusters. 
I said, oh. well, I said, well, it has Hemsworth. She goes, yeah. And then I said, not that I'm complaining, because I'm not. But, but why in the accelerated science class were you watching Ghostbusters? Well, because in the regular science class, they watch stupid things like Marmaduke or Garfield. <laughs> well, apparently, in out of all of this teacher's, this te- let's say this teacher has five accelerated science classes. I don't know what she has. But Jenna's class was the most accelerated. They'd gotten too far ahead. And so hers was the only class watching these movies, which were written by scientists and she didn't want that class to be a week or two ahead of the other accelerated classes so as i said to my child during task text who are you gonna call i'm i'm curious were they watching all like in between ghostbusters no i said why didn't you go to ghostbusters too okay that's that that's my question i was about to commend this teacher on their lesson plan she didn't quite think until she she bypassed vigo the the Carpathian, like yeah. that, that irritates me. But she did show her advanced science class, Ghostbusters, and that makes me love her. But I question why you would then again. Why? Why would? Why not Ghostbusters too? I found that to be the superior. If, if I'm going to watch any other Ghostbusters movie after the original, obviously the original Ghostbusters. <laughs> that's not even a question. But if I'm going to follow that Ghostbusters film up with any film with Ghostbusters in the title, why am I not? Going with Ghostbusters 2, which is almost as quotable as the first one. Not as good. We've, I believe we've discussed yes. this on at least 17 of the other podcasts. <laughs> but why would you? I, don't I, know. I hate the disrespect that Ghostbusters 2 often receives. However, I do invite you to come with me. I'm sure we can attend a parent-teacher meeting, even though you're not the They're parent. Just, who is this? Well, we just want I'm to talk a, about Ghostbusters. I'm noted Ghostbusters expert Adam Craven. <laughs> Aficionado. I, uh... <laughs> I, I assumed, <laughs> how, how did that reputation not precede me? Sit down, I need to ask you something. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2! Why? Why? So I just find that really, really funny. That is pretty amusing. <laughs> and I'm just, I feel really good inside knowing that an advanced science class is watching Ghostbusters. Oh, she could have pulled out a documentary or something actually based... In fact, but she pulled out Ghostbusters, one of the finest movies ever made. I am certain Dan Aykroyd applied what he thought was fact, because that guy is a little crazy. Mm. Um, and I mean, Harold Harold Ramis also did Groundhog Day, which I assume is based on also real events. I assume. Um, probably. Yeah. Why not? So. <laughs> Blues Brothers, also uh, based on fact-ish. I think so. Anywho, um, Kong, no, Godzilla versus Kong. It was fun to watch. I don't think anybody's going to mix it up if we accidentally yeah. invert their names. It was, it was fun to watch. If you start to, I don't know, think about it beyond a half a second, you'll, you'll find all sorts of things that make sense. But that's okay. And virtually every Godzilla and King Kong movie also has that. In the, the one they made in the 70s at one point... Uh, King Kong gets struck by lightning, and he has the ability to throw electricity. Oh, then, I didn't know that. I mean, for for all intents and purposes, like this, this is the Godfather compared to that one. Oh, I mean, okay, they, they're obviously like men in suits punching each other. This is not the first Godzilla versus King Kong movie, um, but in terms of let's say uh, special effects, this is the superior film. I. And it was Mothra part of all these titans? I think so. 
I believe so. Yeah, because didn't yeah. Mothra... Mothra, Mothra appeared in the the uh, King of Monsters. Oh, really? Okay. I think. I just assumed Mothra was going to show up. Uh, I just like saying Mothra. If I were to have a third daughter, I think start calling her Mothra. I'd call her Mothra. Doesn't just to see if I get away with it. Mothra. Mothra appears at the end and helps. Sure. Godzilla. I Maybe. think. Maybe I don't remember. I really don't. Some. I, it could just be thinking of a fever dream I had after <laughs> watching one of these movies. I mean, that seems right. If not, it looked spectacular. So, uh, it's on HBO Max. I am thrilled that I paid for six months of HBO Max because I got to see this movie and didn't have to leave the house. And I like not leaving the house. And apparently after this year, HBO Max will no longer be piping their their theatrical releases (sighs) to HBO Max. By this year, do you mean... The thirty first of at the, December. The the conclusion of this calendar year that we are in. Okay. Well then I am willing to pay for the six months beyond my first six months and then But as yeah, of like it. as I understand twenty twenty two, things will return to well, I don't know about normal, but they will no longer be putting their theatrical releases no. straight to their streaming platform. I have something to say. I think that the pandemic is a horrific thing that has happened to humanity. However. However, I really like staying home and being able to watch movies that I wanted to see. I, much in the same way, I also uh, do, I wish that do could have just happened on its own. I, I also liked getting a stimulus check, um, and that's a direct result of that. I'm just saying, like, bad things did happen to put horrific us in the, in the situation that we are in. That we do not make light of in any way. But I do like having theatrically released release movies going day and date yeah. to my house, and I liked the government giving me money. I like anybody giving me money, quite frankly. I really want the movie thing to stay. Well, uh, you're, the, the windows are shortened. Uh, like AMC and Regal, like I want to say, depending, dependent on how much the film makes its opening weekend, the window can be as short as 15 days, and if it makes an exceeding amount, it is... Then put at some. It's either thirty or sixty. The traditional window was ninety. Mm-hmm. That the the exclusivity would remain with the the movie yeah, theaters. Mm-hmm. But now, like I said, I think it's between fifteen and sixty, depending on how the film uh, opens. Okay. So, all right. I mean, at, at a bare minimum, instead of being able to see it day and date, you may just have to wait a month, and all then right. you can. Well. We've waited more than a year to see our Ghostbusters movie, so I guess we'll suck it. You know, you're going to jinx it if you keep saying it. Sony so going to be like, fine, here, you want me to push it back again? Because I'll push it back again. going to push it back. Just because, just because I want to see what they've said now. Because we know this will change. The kids um, that are kids in that movie are not going to be kids I know, that's, when this thing is finally released. I have a genuine concern They're gonna go to the world. Afterlife. They're going to go to a, the world premiere, and I'm going to be like, who's that guy standing next to Paul Rudd? That's the kid. Oh, my goodness. He looks like a 40-year-old man. Yeah, well, they shot Ghostbusters Afterlife 22 years ago. Oh, I can get coloring pages. Wait a minute. Wait. Okay. N- now it says fall 2021. Are we not, in fact, in that year of 2021? They may not have updated. Or is that these Sony's? That is Sony's- the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Because I was next to certain it was twenty like March twenty twenty two or something. Has a YouTube channel trailer. Show. I can get mobile wallpaper. I don't care about any of that. Film, TV. It's showing us 
all of the Ghostbusters, all of them, even the cartoons. It says Fall 2021 on the trailer. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Huh. All right. I don't know if I believe that. but Oh, I don't either, but... Honestly, un- until I'm actually sitting in the theater watching the movie, I'm not going to believe that I get to watch the movie. And I've waited this long yeah. for a legitimate sequel to Ghostbusters 2. You heard me. Anyway, we've been reviewing Godzilla vs. Kong. And occasionally getting distracted by Ghostbusters. But I mean, honestly, that's also a metaphor for my life. Pretty much. I was doing this until I was distracted by Ghostbusters. Godzilla vs. Kong is entertaining. It is what it is. <laughs> and it's in theaters. Uh, and on HBO Max. Thank you for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. You've been listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.